Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the College Citizens Podcast. Semester is officially wrapping up for the three of us, and we are talking about heading to summer now. It is quite possibly Adrian's last episode here as an ambassador on the podcast. We want to thank him for all the work he has done, and we got plenty to talk about with City winning the Premier League in the past week and moving towards a Champions League final here in a couple of weeks. So without you know any further ado, I'm, I'm Ethan. I'm here with Adrian and I issue. How are you guys doing? I'm doing I'm doing fine, man. Um just you know, semester's over, like you said. Uh we're in we're in the middle of May, you know, Premier League's wrapping up very soon. Um it's just that time of the year again and uh and we're heading towards that that Champions League final, which is you know, it's it's uh, something that we've never, as city fans, we've never experienced. So that's just that's just so so exciting, uh, and just you know, feeling good about about the Champions League final, and then and then the summer in the world of football, where where uh, or soccer, that we're gonna um, we're gonna be having the, the Euro Cup and uh, and some other international tournaments. So it's always it's always stuff to look forward to in in, in this world. Yeah, I'm just excited to be here. Uh, probably the final episode we're going to be doing with the three of us together and talking about a lot of interesting and great things that city has been doing so really excited to get into it so what do you guys want to start with adrian since it's since it was quite possibly your last episode i'll let you pick the starting topic we got plenty to discuss so there's no wrong answer here uh well i'd probably want to start off with the Champions League semifinals. So I like discussed the semifinals before because we haven't really got a chance to discuss the semifinals on here yet. Um, pretty eventful week for City fans um, between those two games against PSG and then we can go ahead and talk about the final which is against you know one of our top six English rivals it's written in the stars wasn't it? Um, so back to you know the semi going into the semifinal game against against PSG, uh, there was just lots of lots of people you know saying and I even you know was watching things like ESPN FC for example they were saying you know there's no way City are gonna you know they have the the mental strength to overcome PSG, you know they think they're gonna they think we're gonna choke they thought City were gonna choke again uh, kind of like you know unfortunately City had some uh, unfortunate results in recent years in the Champions League, but you know, to beat PSG four to one over two games, uh, this PSG team that defeated uh, Bayern in in the round of uh, I'm sorry in the quarterfinals, uh, it's it was out of this world for me. Um, and you know, it took to go and win in, you know that first game in in Paris. Um, you know, when we went one nil down, you know, um, some some of the bad thoughts started pouring in, but at some point in the game, I was just like, you know what, we can actually do this because we weren't playing bad in the first half. In the first half, we conceded a goal from a corner. You know, it just it happens. Um, but we had a couple of of decent chances. I remember like like Foden had that chance towards the end of the first half. Um, there were some other some other half chances as well, uh, and it looked like, you know, after the first 25, 30 minutes. We, we got into control of the match um, and we still started playing the way we usually play, which it was so important to see that at this stage in the Champions League from Pep Guardiola and from what we've seen from Guardiola's time at City, 
um, because as we know, as you guys remember, in the previous years, he's had a tendency to overthink uh, these important matches, change up the, the system, the tactics, everything that we've been doing uh, to, you know, accommodate towards the other team. Um, so it was just so important just to see us playing with what I think most City fans thought was our starting 11, our best starting 11. At the moment, we had, you know, we had Foden playing. He was, he's been informed practically all season, deserved to be there. Um, we had, uh, we had an informed Mares playing. We had uh, Kevin De Bruyne playing in that, in that false nine type role uh, with, you know, obviously with Bernardo Silva, Gundogan has been one of our best players this season. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it was, it was important to see that. And, and um, to, to get that 2-1 win in Paris, you know, that, that was that was already massive enough. So much hype around the, the Kevin De Bruyne goal that was probably Kaylor Navas's fault. Um, and then and then the Mares free kick that uh, that went through the wall, which doesn't happen very often. Um, you know, but uh, what what did you guys think? You know, what were you guys thinking when you when you watched that first game in, in Paris? That first game? Oh, my gosh. Like the first half, I was like, especially after the goal that PSG had with the corner, I was like, dang, this is another one of those city loses in the semis. But like, I don't know if you guys know if you guys noticed this, but once the second half started, like PSG were gone. They weren't even there anymore. That's how it felt to me. And we saw it again in the second leg. And I feel like <laughs> the guys at ESP and FC are a little misguided when they're saying, oh, Man-, Man City doesn't have the mentality to beat PSG. I think what we saw over those two legs was more of a PSG doesn't have the mentality to play City. It, they, had, they made so many mistakes. That red card from Di Maria, like all of it together kind of showed that when PSG start losing, they don't take it well. They don't lose gracefully. What do you guys think? No, PSG didn't show up at all in the second match. So I mean, they, they didn't even – there was no game really in the second one. And in the first one, you're right, They it was scary when Marquinhos scored the opener in that one. But once City got back in the game in the second half, you know, PSG didn't register a shot on target for minutes on minutes on minutes in both of these games. So – it was it was domination, especially in the second leg. But yeah, the discipline for them is has been a problem and continues to be a problem with a red card in each fixture. It's it's not good. It's not good. It's not a good look that that PSG puts on once they start getting behind. Yeah, I would I would I would agree. You know, um, I think you know they got they got a player sent off in both matches. They completely lost their heads in the second match. They were just so so frustrated. Clearly, they were, they were you know, even one of our I think it was Mara said that they in an interview said that they came out, they started, they started lashing out, they started kicking uh, city players. Um, so that that is a I think is a serious problem for their team, um, especially how it's it's in res, it was in response to just being outplayed. Um, so yeah, that you know that was actually very surprising because. I think a lot of us were nervous going into this match. Uh, obviously, we were going against up against Neymar and Mbappe. We we're going up against another French team in the Champions League, um, and 
you know, what what we showed in, especially in the second half of the first match in Paris, uh, was that resilience it was like the evolution of of mentality because like you guys said we were all scared after we conceded that first goal we were like thinking oh man this is another we're just going to collapse we're going to mentally collapse right after we something bad happens or we concede a goal um, but the fact that we were able to play ourselves back into it it was just so impressive to me i was just like wow this is this is what true truly great teams do you know they don't lose their composure they don't they don't panic You know, we can see the goal, you know, we keep going and that's it. And and uh, and we came back and, and we beat them 4-1. And, with, you know, at, at the Etihad, it was a solid win. We we hardly let them have any chances at goal. Um, you know, Neymar didn't really do anything, even though Neymar's probably one of the top five players in the world at his best. Um, so it was it was just so solid and it was so impressive from from city and i think it's worthy of of us going to the final i don't think anyone can argue that that uh that we don't deserve to be there in terms of shots and chances really when you look at it they didn't psg didn't have a shot on goal in the second in the second match at all and i don't think they had one in the second half of the first match either so their chances went away after that marquinhos goal for pretty much the rest of the two-leg fixture And that just shows what happens when one, you're not a composed team because you're flustered and down. And two, when you run into a team that has defense like city does, because the defense is incredible this year and has been shutting people down. And you look, they didn't allow a goal to, to Holland, who has been one of the most prolific scorers in, in Europe this, this season. And then they also locked down Kylian Mbappe over two legs as well, which are two of the best young and talented goal scorers that, that we've seen in a long time, you know, in, in football in general. So it's comes down to defense and they were rock solid. Yeah. Big props to Ruben Diaz and Zinchenko as well, especially with that in the second leg, just amazing defense from them. And I think, and I want to say like big props to Riyad Mahrez as well. Like an informed Mahrez is so dangerous and we got to see that over both legs. It was great. I loved it. Oh, I was, I was, uh, I was so happy. As I know, I was a, a Mara's fan as well as me. Uh, so to finally, you know, I know it's been a while for Mara's um, to really, because I think when we signed him, we had this expectation that he was going to bring us to another level, particularly in the Champions League. We had already won some league titles, you know, but we, I think the main purpose behind signing Mara's and spending 60 million back in 2018 was so that he could take us to another level in the Champions League. And And that's what he did this year. Um, scored three of the four goals against PSG. It was uh, it was written in the stars too because he um, he's from Paris, uh, and those are you know those are his streets. You know he was properly up for that game. He was motivated to play against against Paris. Um, so it was just amazing to see uh, a player. Because I don't know if you guys know like his journey to the top. Like he was. He was 23 and he was, he was Ruben Diaz's agent. He was like playing like amateur. Um, and, you know, so he, his journey to the top has just been just incredible. Um, and to see him being one of the main stars leading City to the Champions League final and, uh, and also Angolo Kante from Chelsea being uh, one of the biggest or probably the best, their best performer against Real Madrid in the semifinals. Uh, both of those two guys were part of that. Uh, that Leicester team and that, you know, particularly the Leicester trio that won the league five, 
was it five or six years ago? Um, so that that's incredible to me to see that uh, that they've not only moved on to to other teams, but they're still performing at their very best and leading those you know being leaders in those teams and leading those teams into you know the next the next uh, level where the you know where the teams want it to be. Just for fun, before we move on, I've got the the discipline stats for the Champions League this season. Um, and I'll give you PSG led, led all of Europe in this competition in the number of cards that they received. Uh, and I'll give you the second place team. The second place team was Porto, who over 10 matches picked up 20 yellow cards and two red cards. But PSG had more than that. They played 12 matches. Anyone want to take a guess at how many yellow cards and red cards they picked up over 12 matches? Uh, I'll take a wild guess. I'm going to say 18. Well, they picked up more than Porto at 20. 20. Wow. Oh. Mm, I think <laughs> oh, I think they would probably have had like 25 yellows. And then on top of that, I think it was like three or four reds, right? Or They had two reds against us at least. So PSG over 12 matches in the Champions League this year picked up 27 yellow cards and four red cards leading both categories across Europe. God. Oh my God. Wow. Poch, Poch has got a job to do with that team. I, I you know, I, I like their project um, because I don't, I don't, I don't see a problem with the way that they're spending money because they want to be a top team competing for the, the Champions League and all, all of the, um, you know, against all of the, the best teams in Europe. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think they have a good manager who uh, I think he can lead them to, you know, where they want to be in the future. And I think he's only just come in, you know, for a couple of months. So I hope, I actually hope that uh, he can fix that up so they can be, you know, a much more disciplined team and, and humble team. And I would like to point out last year they played 11 matches in the champions league and also led it in yellow cards with 29 last year in Champions <laughs> League play. So the past two years, they have picked up 27 and 29 yellow cards along with four red cards. Well, yeah, there's an issue, right? That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that is a problem. Yeah. Um, but anyways, you know, we can go ahead and uh, I don't know if you guys watched the Chelsea and Real Madrid matches. Um, we can, you know, go ahead and get into that if you guys wanted to as well. I want to just just say that uh, I was very impressed with Chelsea. Um, you know, we, we, we talked about, uh, you know, the Lampard sacking back way back in January when he when he got sacked and and Chelsea bringing in Thomas Tuchel. Um, and he's, he's just done a magnificent job, hasn't he? Uh, I think, you know, getting to the Champions League final, that's that way above their expectations, I think, for any of their fans. Um, not only that, but just outplaying Real Madrid over, over two legs. Um, even though I thought Real Madrid were pretty poor on the day. Um, so, you know, uh, did you guys have any, any thoughts, anything you wanted to add on to? I think it was pretty solid, a pretty solid win for Chelsea, unless you guys wanted to you know, add anything on to those, those matches between Chelsea and Real Madrid. I was a little bit disappointed with Real Madrid over two legs. I thought they'd play better. They didn't play up to the standard that I thought they would. Uh, but other than that, fair play to Chelsea. They took advantage. They converted chances when they had the opportunity. And 
Christian Pulisic got the assist on, I believe it was Mason Mount's uh, dagger. Goal. Yeah. yeah and he, so. he scored the, he scored the goal in Madrid too. So fun to see Christian Pulisic doing well. But other than that, I thought Real Madrid was poor. Chelsea took advantage. So hats off to them and we'll see him uh, on the 29th. Yeah, I'd definitely say we could, you know. Um, now, they have beaten us the last two times we've played. <laughs> yeah, I was going to get into that. It is concerning, but when you take into account that uh, they only won the last game off of some terrible refereeing, which was unbelievable, not giving a penalty. Uh, was I think it was Raheem Sterling making a run at the end around the 90th minute that everybody agreed was a pretty clear penalty when he was clattered over by, I think it was Kurt Zuma uh, in the box that led to a Chelsea chance, which they put away at the other end to get the win. But that was also a game where City made nine changes from their, from their Champions League game against PSG. The only two players that remained in the squad that played against PSG midweek with City's strongest team were, were Ederson and Ruben Diaz. Everybody else was rotated in. So I don't think it's a huge problem. And then, of course, the game before that they lost to Chelsea was an FA Cup semifinal, which we all know Pep doesn't trot out the strongest team for those. It was, you know, it was a game where, you know, Zach Steffen started in goal and they didn't start out. They didn't run out the strongest team. So Chelsea has beaten us the last two times we've played. But in terms of facing the strongest city squad, they haven't really done that recently. Yeah, I don't think I didn't expect Pep to field like our strongest 11 against the most recent match that we played in and lost against Chelsea, just because I don't think it's worth risking like another injury, like the one that De Bruyne had for such a while there, especially when we need him to show up for the UCL final. I think Chelsea against our best starting 11 doesn't. It's not as likely that we would lose. They lost there. to him. Chelsea lost to him when we played the start. I think starting 11, January 3rd, you know, City played Foden, De Bruyne, Sterling, Rodri, uh, Gundogan, Silva, Zinchenko, Diaz, Stones, and Cancelo in that match to start the new year. First match of the new year for City on the 3rd of January. They beat him 3-1. If Hudson Odoi didn't score in extra time of the second half, it would have been 3 nothing. Hmm. Yeah, I would, you know, I was going, you know, going into – those two matches that those two previous matches that we lost against Chelsea. And I, you know, I'm agreeing with, with what you guys said, you know, we were, we didn't feel our strongest 11 at the time. We had some, some players that, that were not in form, you know, obviously like, you know, Raheem Sterling hasn't been informed for a good two months now. Um, Torres is still, still, you know, in that phase where he's getting into the team. Uh, Gabriel Jesus has, has been in and out of the team as well. So uh, I'm not, I'm not that, that concerned about whether Pep's going to play the right lineup in the final or not. I think at this point, it's pretty obvious who's going to play. Uh, I think we're going to play the same guys we played against PSG. Um, and and I think that's, you know, I agree with that. That's, that's what we should do in the final, but you know, this final is so massive for us. It's, you know, it's that you are finally here. The champions league final. This is, you know, what, the city owners have wanted with the city management, everything they've, all their work, you know, everything they've done has led up to this point where we're in the champions league final. And on any given year, I would say if we're in the champions league final, we're, we're playing against uh, a Bayern, a PSG, a Barcelona, a Real Madrid, a Juventus, 
Um, but we're playing against Chelsea, which is a, a team that, you know, we we play in the league every single year. Um, and it it's, gives me the same vibes that that uh, Liverpool and Tottenham Champions League final two years ago did, where it's like these teams, you know, they know each other and it could go either way. And I, even though I thought Liverpool were, were cleared in that final, I think they were just a better team. They beat Spurs. Um, it's uh, it's it's little hard to predict than you know, or I would say harder to predict than uh, us against uh, Real Madrid, um, because I just think anything can happen. Uh, but uh, you know, Chelsea, they don't know what well, they haven't played against our starting eleven, our absolute best starting eleven yet at the moment. So that gives me some sort of confidence. But what do you guys think? How how confident are you feeling going into this final against Chelsea? I mean, it would be great if we can win. I just hope it's not a snooze fest like the Spurs Liverpool match was. <laughs> they did all of that. Spurs did all of that against us and Ajax yep. just to fall they asleep. Turned in up. Yep. turned up against us. I, I think it was Sun against us and Lucas Moura against Ajax. And then they went to Liverpool. I just, I just thought they were scared of Liverpool in that final, and they just, they just couldn't cope with the pressure and they lost and that's it <laughs> yeah but yeah I'm hoping it's a it'll be a good match I'm hoping because just because both Chelsea and City are playing at such a high level right now I, I expect it to be a pretty good match in all, honesty, all in all honesty I'm concerned about the decision of the referee I don't know if you saw this did you see who's refing this game Oh, yeah, I did see it's that. the referee um, that disallowed two goals and sent Pep off and eliminated City in the Champions League against Liverpool and the referee that eliminated City in the Champions League against Monaco and the referee that handed Pep four out of five losses to Real Madrid in El Clasico's when he was at Barcelona. So not a good track record uh, with Pep and this referee, including being sent off uh, in a Champions League match, crucial Champions League knockout stage <laughs> match. That is very scary. <laughs> now that I consider Pep that. Pep does not win many games that are refereed by this man. His name is La La Hose, right? L A H O Z. He has like yeah. five. He's Spanish. He has like five names. Yep. Long one. <laughs> but yeah, That's no, it is. I mean, and there, 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 you know, controversy goes all the way back to the fact that I believe this referee is a Spanish nationalist. And of course, Pep is all for Catalan independence. So they differ even all the way down to that. Jeez. Yeah, I, so it's it's that part of it scares me. Yeah, and, and the fact that this because this we remember match. what happened in that Liverpool match. We remember what happened in that Liverpool match, taking two city goals away and giving them a crucial free kick that led to a Liverpool goal. That was, a, that was yeah, that was a three 0 wasn't it? I was gonna say that was not great. <laughs> and and this is this match is like well, it's the most important match. And Pep Guardiola's city career. I think a good amount of today's fans would consider this match the most important match in City's club history. Um, certainly up there. Certainly, at least certainly up there. The Champions League final. It's it's everything we've ever wanted as a club. I was gonna say it's it's up there with ninety three twenty. Probably. It's, it it's got to be, you know, it's, it's just on a, you know, on another level in terms of importance and, 
uh, I, I can't even believe sometimes I wake up and I'm like, man, City are at the Champions League final, man. I've waited so long for this. So there's a lot of pressure and there's going to be a lot of nerves on that day. But um, ultimately, I don't think we should be that scared of Chelsea as a team. You know, I don't think we should be because we played them in the, in the league before. We, we know that we can beat them. And we even, yeah, even last weekend where Chelsea, I don't say they played their absolute strongest 11, um, but they, they still have top four to play for in the league. So they really went for it. We didn't really have anything to play for. Um, you know, we, we, we were playing with people who didn't play in the Champions League. Uh, and honestly, I'm not even that surprised that we lost. We could have won that game. We probably should have won that game. Yeah, yeah if Aguero puts away the penalty and they give the rightful yeah. penalty at the end. Yeah, so I look at those things and I'm thinking, you know, we, we can really do this. We can go out there and... We can be if we're at a best at what we're at our best. All right, we can beat Chelsea, you know, at even if they are at their best, you know. So, this is in our hands at the moment. I think this is what I think. I think it's in our hands. I think we have to go there and we have to show up. And you know, and if we do that and uh, and things go our way, you know, maybe some we maybe a little bit of luck, you know, you always need a little bit of luck as well, then we can lift our first Champions League trophy. Yeah, I, sh- I certainly hope so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna push a, I'm gonna get in the editing lab and make a hype video for it. Post on Twitter, it'll be good. Oh, for sure, I'd be. You know, I was gonna sick, say, I'm gonna work man. on that. I'm gonna work on that. I can't wait. Days. I'm already like making plans, and I have to go and like wherever city fans are here in Orlando, I'm going there because you should. Yeah, you should just book a ticket to Portugal. <laughs> Oh man, you know, I even I even thought like some crazy idea in my head. Just thought, you know, wait, what if I actually fly to to the final, you know, and go? <laughs> I have thinking, a friend uh, who's a Chelsea fan, and she's studying abroad just across the border in Spain, and she's thinking of going. Wow, right, awesome. <laughs> but yeah, so that is it's going to be what well, we got two weeks from tomorrow it'll be very interesting very interesting saturday for but between now and then we just have some premier league business to wrap up do you think we'll even see city trot out strong teams for any of these remaining matches i'll take a look and read off to you what they are but i don't think they really play anybody of note here coming up we've got newcastle uh this afternoon of course friday afternoon and then everton uh to finish the season um I think we'll, we're, we're definitely going to see some of the, the players that, that we've been seeing in our biggest matches, you know, especially today against Newcastle, um, but mostly just for fitness purposes for, you know, continue, you know, the, the consistency of, of playing uh, because we still have two weeks until that final. So I think we'll see them, but I wouldn't be surprised if, we didn't we we didn't turn up all the way for these matches because in the end they're we're not playing for anything. We won the title. You know, we could lose today against Newcastle. We could lose I don't need, I think it's Everton that we've also got. Uh, I'm not sure who else. Brighton and Hove. And Brighton. Uh but you know, just hopefully the the only thing we we'd want from City in the Premier League Premier League left is to just just um win that last game at home. Uh, sign off the, the Premier League season this this season that started off very poorly and we were able to turn around 
spectacularly. Uh, yeah, win that last game at home, lift the trophy, and sign off on that on this Premier League season, and and then focus on on uh, on that Champions League final. I want one last Aguero goal. One last Aguero. Oh yeah. Before he leaves, I want to see Liam Delop start a match or two. Yeah, we haven't seen him. Um, well, he's with the first team. That's because he's casually leading the PL two in goals yeah. by like eight or nine. <laughs> he's uh, he's a pretty exciting player uh, from what we saw of him early in the season when we had that striker crisis and we had to call him in. Uh, I think he's going to be a part of the first team next year, just straight up. If, if they don't sign a striker, then absolutely he should be. Yeah. That's yeah, but uh, an Aguero goal that would you know that would be amazing, <laughs> especially imagine Aguero leaves in his last contribution, notable contribution for City was that penalty against Chelsea. <laughs> better not be. Oh my goodness, it better not be. <laughs> I would, I would almost, I would shed a tear. He might have to stay another year if that's what his last. <laughs> that's what his last. Uh, sadly, they already made that announcement. You know, he's gone. I don't think they're they're going back on it. No, he signed a contract with Barcelona, I think. Not made official. I think it's it's a real possibility. In fact, we could actually talk about that. Um, what does that mean for? It, it won't be official. Everything I've said is it's done, but it won't be official, and so they aren't going to announce it. Yeah, until after yeah, the especially, yeah, especially, uh, especially, so. yeah, until after the Champions League final. But it, just imagine mm-hmm. Aguero. I think in the Premier League, Aguero is like one goal behind Wayne Rooney total goals so i mean and i think rooney might be fourth fifth i'm not sure in, in the all-time leading goal scorers in the premier league so man i just i just want to go to if, if if he can't start all these uh these last premier league games and see how many how many uh goals he can score to to you know believe the premier league on on his own tally now and um, just try to maximize that potential for for putting himself on those all time leading goal scoring charts. We'll see him start. We will see him start a match or two here down the stretch. There's no doubt about it. Unless he is injured, we will see him. Yeah, absolutely. I want to talk about this move to Barcelona, though. This well, supposed move to Barcelona. Well, then let's discuss that. Uh, <laughs> first of all, I don't know why. They wanted to sign. Well, okay, I know why they wanted to sign him is to keep Messi, at the very least. And it doesn't make any sense from Barcelona's standpoint to do that because, let's be honest, Aguero is old, and Barcelona need a striker who is younger and doesn't cost it mo- as much. But here they are again making dumb financial decisions, and then crying about how they don't have enough money. So that's they, would be getting him on a, they would be getting him on a free here. I know. I, uh, I would be seriously questioning their transfer policy because they kicked Luis Suarez out of that club last August. I think Suarez is either the same age as Aguero or he might be just a little bit older. And, and he's doing fine at Atletico Madrid, by the and way. And he's proven – yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's proven that he can still play. At the top level, he's 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 uh he might they might win the league title with uh, with Suarez, um so yeah he's doing well there he's scoring goals he's proving that he can still play there, 
he scored for Barcelona. I think he scored twice for Barcelona in his last match against Bayern in that that awful eight to two match. Um, but they still decided, yeah, we need to get rid of this guy because he's he's one of the problems. <laughs> so they kicked him out of the club. They terminated his contract, whatever. Went to Atletico on a free, and now they're gonna turn and sign Aguero. So I'm thinking, what's the point? You know, if you're gonna get rid of Suarez, why? You know, like I should say, why is it? Why are they not going? after a young striker, maybe a Holland uh, or something like that, you know, a, a young guy who's going to come in and, and be that main striker for years to come, especially after Messi's gone. Um, so I, I don't even, I'm, I'm questioning whether they're actually signing Aguero for footballing purposes, especially since Aguero has had all of these injury issues at, at, at City for the past year, maybe even longer. Um, can they even depend on him to to consistently play for them? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking maybe there is some kind of Messi-inspired uh, action going on with this Aguero signing. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, they're not signing Holland because nobody can afford to sign Holland. If City can't afford to sign Holland, yeah. nobody can afford to sign Holland. So that rules out the possibility of signing Holland or Mbappe or someone on that caliber of a level. But I think we're all going to be a little bit surprised. I doubt he's going to be making anywhere near what he's making at city in terms of wages. And it's a free transfer. So this might be what makes the most sense for Barcelona given their financial situation. He's not going to, he's probably not going to be taking too much out of their wage budget. And the fact that they don't have to pay anything for him, uh, makes it decently low risk, high reward. If he can play up to his level that he is accustomed to playing at without getting injured. I, I I can kind of see that. Um, There's a lot of ifs happening here, though. Yeah, I would I would say it's really based on whether, first of all, how how often he can play for them, and whether he still has it in him to score the goals as many goals and as many goals consistently as he did at his, you know anywhere near his best for City. Um, so that's what I would I would put this signing on, but. I'm still I'm still on on this, you know, why did we get rid of Suarez if we're just going to get Aguero type thing? Maybe maybe it could be a a wage thing. Maybe that you know Suarez was on a on more wages than, than Aguero would be had, you know, if he signs for for Barcelona this summer, but I'm not sure. Um and maybe it could be a, a play to get Messi to stay as well because uh we know that Messi and Aguero are very good friends. Um, so what is what does this mean for Messi then? Yeah, um, because we were linked with Messi, we've spoken lots about Messi on this podcast. Uh, I think I think it has something to do with with Messi. Um, still hasn't signed a new contract. Barcelona have been able to somewhat turn around their season. They're kind of in that La Liga title race now. Uh, I still don't think they're anywhere near. But they were five or six years ago, uh, and I'm not sure if they will be anywhere near there in, in the, you know the near the near future while Messi's at the the twilight of his career. Um, so if I were obviously as a City fan, this is very biased. <laughs> I still want him at City. I still love him at City. I don't think it's as realistic as it was last summer when he actually wanted to leave. Um, Anything is possible until he signs a new contract, but at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if 
He signs that two-year extension deal at Barcelona that some people have been saying, and he finishes his career there. I agree. I think that's what we're going to see, especially if this whole Aguero signing goes through. There's no way he's going to leave. So it's really up to whatever happens with Aguero, in my opinion, to see what happens with Messi. Yeah, it seems like seems like that relationship has been better in the past six or so months than it has been in the first couple of months of this season. So I, I think in all likelihood, I agree with what you guys are saying and that he, that he ends up staying. But of course, we'd love to see him at City. But at this point, it just seems like more of a dream than a reality again. Yeah, and I think one of the best things about it is that we wanted Messi. Well, I wanted a lot of people wanted Messi at City so badly last summer because we thought, you know, with with Messi, we're gonna win the Champions League. We have that that completely X factor player, even though we do have some X factor players already in the squad, like Kevin De Bruyne. Um, but we thought we we for sure get taken to another level, and you know, we've been proven to. We're pro- we've proven this season that we're you know we're at the final without Messi. Uh, we, we didn't need him, and Guardiola didn't need him, and we're in the final, and we have a shot at lifting the Champions League without having had to have to do that. So that's uh, it's also so that's so reassuring as well. But then then again, Messi does have a decision to make if he wants to make another run at winning another Champions League before he retires. It's pretty clear and evident that it's not going to be with Barcelona. Yeah, I so agree with, with his that. contract being up, we can't completely rule out him leaving because if he wants to make a push for another Champions League, he's going to have to leave, and it's it's really up to him and what he wants to do at this point in time. Say, if he wants to stay and finish his career at Barcelona, everybody in the world should be fine with that because of what he's done there and how much he's meant to the city and the club there. But if he wants to leave and move on and try and win another champions league, I think everybody would be fine with that too. And of course we'd love to have him at city, but it's really just going to come down to what his desire to compete at the highest level of European football is going to be. Because if that's important to him, then obviously he should move on from Barcelona. But if that's not what he's looking to do right now in the end of his career, then by all means staying and staying at the club that he's always been with makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think another motivation could be the possibility of him winning another Ballon d'Or. And I, like you said, I don't think he's going to win one with Barcelona in in the near future. So if that's his priority, if his priority is winning another Champions League, another Ballon d'Or, maybe getting a chance to play in the Premier League, which just never happened with Messi. Uh, those were would be things that would draw him towards moving the city. Uh, so, yeah, like you said, though, it's it's all about what he wants to do, where his priority is at the moment. Yeah, the ball is completely in his court with his contract being up. Nobody has nobody has any more control over his future than than he does at this point, which is something that we haven't seen with him in a while. So it'll still be something to keep an eye on uh, here in the in the near future. But if I was betting on him going anywhere, I'd I'd say that he'd be staying. So I, I wouldn't bet on him. I'd say the favorite place for him to to land next season will still be Barcelona. 
it's sad talking about Messi leaving Barcelona. It's like the end of an era. Yeah. Yeah, it it it, it is uh, because I think Messi he is Barcelona, <laughs> and that's that's kind of how Ronaldo was with Real Madrid. He he really was Real Madrid, and when he left, they collapsed so badly, and they've had they've never been the same since. And maybe they were in the semifinal this year. Previous two years eliminated in the round of 16 of the Champions League. Uh, I think they won the league title last year, but I just, you know, they don't, Real Madrid fans don't feel the same way about their team that they did in, in the 2015, 2016, around that, that time when Ronaldo was at his best with Gareth Bale there and uh, back when Benzema was a bit younger and Cruz, Modric were at their best, stuff like that. Um, so that's but my... I do feel, yeah, that Ronaldo was like truly the face of their club, and when he left, it's really hit them hard. So my next question is actually about Ronaldo here, and nobody's talking about it. But do we think there's a possibility he leaves Juventus? I think so. If I was Ronaldo, I would leave Juventus, but I'm not Ronaldo, so. <laughs> I would say so, because not only have Juventus been absolutely woeful this season. They are not. I don't think they're currently in a Champions League spot in the Serie A. Did they win a trophy at all? They're not going to win Serie A. I don't think so. They're not no. going to win the Champions they've already, League. They they've already League lost Cup? it. Inter Milan has already won the Serie A. Did they win their League Cup? Uh, I'm not sure who won it. I think it might have might have been Juventus, but even so, I don't I don't think that matters too much in in Ronaldo's uh, point of view. But with no oh, Champions no, the League, final, the final is between Atalanta and and Juventus. Oh, they could win that one. Even yeah. even so, I still I still think if they don't have Champions League next year, I think CR 7s out. Where would he go? That's a great question. <laughs> um, I don't think he's going back to Real Madrid. I don't think there's any chance of that happening. Could he go back to Manchester United? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's impossible, but at the same time, I don't think that United are looking to bring in a player as old as Ronaldo. Maybe for a year. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they would be interested in that, considering that, in all honesty, they've had a good season. They're in the Europa League final. They they were at the top of the table at one point uh, in the Premier League. Uh, they're in second place. They're probably going to finish in second place. I've got him back to sporting. That's my that's you my think? take on it. If he's I leaving, he's going back to sporting. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, and there's there's that motivation for him to just go back for nostalgic reasons to go back and to sporting. Didn't they yeah. just didn't they just win the league? I'm not sure. Did they? Didn't they just win their league? They should be going to the Champions League <laughs> next. Yeah, year, that I could believe. also be. Yeah, that could also be. Yes, uh, I'm pretty sure they just won there. A big league. factor in that. I wouldn't even rule out. A move to the MLS. I think he still has it. The, the problem is I think he still has that top level mentality. I think he still has it in him to play at the top level because he scored a bunch of goals this season. Probably going to win the Serie A Golden Boot. So yeah, there's, there might be a... Go ahead. Sporting did win the league title there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Champions. Uh, I was I was saying yeah I think he might he might feel that he still has it in him to play at the top level in, in Europe, so that might be a barrier f- for him coming to the MLS. 
Um, but that is really a good question because I, I don't know if there's a stone wall option for him, like an obvious one. Well, I think it'd be cool in the MLS, kind of like a Ibrahimovic thing, but enter Miami. Go play with or for David Beckham. Yeah. Yeah, I think Inter Miami would be a possible. I mean, obviously, he's the type of guy that would love to live in Miami. He probably already has homes there. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, at LA could be for either of the LA teams. Uh, maybe New York. I don't know. Uh, New York's a big city. Obviously, they they have their attractiveness. Yeah, but he he would have to go to. He wouldn't go to NYCFC because of the city connection. Yeah, he'd have to go to Red Bull. He'd have to go to Red Bulls, and I doubt that. Yeah, I doubt that. I, I do doubt that as well. Um, I'd probably I say the most likely. Ronaldo at DC United. <laughs> I want Ronaldo at DC United. That's my that's my pick. I need you to calm down about DC United. You want everybody there. <laughs> hey, you had you had Rooney there, you know. Yeah, he was there. I got to see. No, I didn't actually get to see him. Did I? I did. Yeah, I did get to see him play before he left, the year before he left. Yeah, we had uh, we've had our fair share of stars down here in Orlando. We had uh, Kaka. I got to see Kaka. Um, we had we currently have uh, Alexander Battle and Nani. It's good to see them playing. Mm-hmm. Here Fire, had, Fire had Bastian Schweinsteiger for the longest time. Oh, they did, right? <laughs> Dang, I don't even remember that. That's my bad. They did. I remember Bastian Schweinsteiger. They had him. <laughs> they had him there. He was good. He was good for them. <laughs> yeah. The DC <laughs> match was the only time I ever rooted for Wayne Rooney, but then they lost to NYCFC anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's up next? What else are you talking about? I'm working on drones. Oh, I'm, that's what I wanted to talk about. Emmerich Laporte changing his nationality to Spain. Correct decision. Yeah, what do we opinion. think about that? After, I mean, I've he wasn't like, getting any playing time with France, yeah. was he? Like, no, he, so had not, he had not started a, a game for the senior team. I don't think he's made an appearance yeah, like, for the French national team. Not since the youth team. You made an appearance for the youth teams, but not at the, not at the senior level. Mm-hmm. It I've makes sense. I mean, if he wants, yeah. if he wants minutes, play for Spain. I mean, like, yeah, he, we get it. Doesn't he? Doesn't he <laughs> slot in at, at center back too with Sergio Ramos? I think so. He's got the who's Spanish other, style. Who's their other good center back they have there. I don't. Th- I think at this point yeah. it's, it's not PK anymore. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I would say Laporte gets into that Spanish national. He team. should start every yeah. big game. Every for game them now. Every game, and I've I've been saying for a couple of years now. Ever since the board joined the city, I'm like, why is why does the French national team consistently overlook him? And I'm thinking, if I'm Laporte, like, why am I waiting for these guys? You know, I'm I'm losing out on playing international football, losing out on the Euros, the World Cup. I never get to experience that because the French national team keeps overlooking me. You know, just thinking like, you know what? Switch this. I can play for Spain. They're a top team. They can, you know, they're just as a uh, much in contention for competing for the Euros and the World Cup, uh, probably almost as much as France. Why not? Why, why you know? Why not switch? 
So I'm happy for him. I'm happy that he's going to get to experience that uh, international football because he's he's been that good for years now, and he deserves it. I'm just waiting for his FIFA Ultimate Team card to be. <laughs> I just hope they make him quicker because they they always make him so slow in the way that uh, just FIFA card, works. The, give him the Spanish flag. He slots right into my team. I have a Spanish team. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. If only they made him quicker, I'd I'd love to use. It. It's just I'm so uh, I'm such a tryhard in FIFA that like I use. I'm one of those guys that uses fullbacks at center back. Like I'll have Kyle Walker as a center back in my team. Like that's how yeah, that's how sweaty I am. The worst kind. Of <laughs> I'm, I'm sweaty. I'm a it's sweaty terrible. FIFA player. It's terrible. I have I have Gianluca Zambrotta as a, the icon as a as a center back in my team. That's how. That's I just how sweaty I am. just I just started playing Ultimate Team <laughs> last week or so. <laughs> yeah this uh <laughs> i'm i'm pretty i'm uh, pretty sweaty in ultimate team yeah big time terrible what other news we have is that or is that it i don't know i'm trying to think oh, can we can we talk about the jersey leaks for next season oh i love the the white one with the with the fun oh color. my gosh oh it's beautiful amazing <laughs> i'm buying that i do i like I was- it too I say that every season, though. Like, when the Paisley kit came out this year, I was like, I'm buying that. But then I never bought it. And I already have the home kit, so I'm not buying it at this point. But, yeah, the the away kit, so good. I love it. What do we think of the third kit? It doesn't have our badge on it. Which color was that one? The navy. The navy blue that just says, like, Man City across that's it. The, that's the home one, right? No, that's our, that's our third kit. Oh, that's the third kit. Which one is the home one? It's the sky the blue one? again. Yeah, with sky like blue the, with it has the time blue. code on it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's got the ninety three twenty. Is it sky? Because I saw one that was a bit like darker. I wouldn't say maybe navy, but it was a bit like a darker blue, like a darker yeah, sky the, blue. Oh no, I don't know. With with the blue shorts, I always I always like the blue. I know, like I think traditionally for city, the white shorts are like what's traditional. But I always like the I always like the blue shorts. I never minded the blue shorts. I don't know. The blue shorts give me too much like Chelsea. So. <laughs> the white shorts. I also I always like the the white socks though. I also Chelsea like the, dropped the another terrible kit. Socks. Speaking of them, oh really? <laughs> yeah, Chelsea's kit, blue kit is terrible again. I'm just thinking if we win the Champions League, then I was thinking our kids should be like they should they should just redo our kit because I remember when a, Chelsea do they, wanted. Do they put a star over the logo? Yeah, but I remember when Chelsea wanted. They I think they had Adidas as their kit sponsor at the time. And I think they they might they had to have redone their kit after winning the Champions League because they had the next season is when they had that home kit, but it was the, the Chelsea blue, but with the the golden Adidas stripes, but they, they were gold instead of white. So was like, you, you know, I, I thought that was a response to them winning the Champions League. I just thought that was cool. Yeah, that sounds dope. But okay, I need to talk about this third kit because it doesn't have our badge on it, and I I hate it. It's so ugly. I haven't seen a picture of that one. I need to. I need to uh, take a look at that one. Ethan, have you seen it? I believe I have. I, I can I can't believe that they think that they could just take the badge off of the kit. <laughs> Let's see if I can find it. Um, removing the badge. That's. I'm not sure what the logic behind that would be. You know. <laughs> I mean, Puma's been pretty out of the box ever since 
they like became our kit supplier, right? But this I think is they started off pretty well. Yeah, I loved the black away kit. I have that one. Oh, so, I love that one. I love so that cool. one. I, I still think I, I don't have one, but sometimes I just get inclined to, to buy one, especially now that they're they're a lot cheaper than they were when they first came out. Yeah, I mean perks of being a city brand ambassador like we get so much free stuff so that's how i got my home kit for this season <laughs> that, I, mean, oh, I would have liked the away kit for this season too i think i think the yeah that dark blue black that was really cool i'm telling you next year i'm asking for that white one if we get an opportunity oh my goodness yeah <laughs> for sure well <laughs> moving on i i think We've go ahead. We've gone ahead and covered uh, covered everything, haven't we? Unless there was uh, anything else. We didn't even talk about us winning the Premier League. <laughs> That's five of ten. That's five of the last ten. <laughs> I think it's because it was. It's been wrapped it was up more for a like while. yeah. It's been for a while. We've like I think we've known for a while that we've uh, that we were going to win the league. We were just waiting for Man United to drop some points. I think everyone knew that United were not going to win three games over what was it like maybe five days that they played. Uh, so I was just waiting for, for them to lose and they lost to Leicester and Leicester might get top four now. Yeah. That was my, that was my, that was my last question. Uh, and yesterday lost Liverpool. Yeah. My last question. That was hilarious. Who do we see in the top four? Ah man, that's that's tough. You know, I have a really good friend that's a Liverpool fan, and he says that Liverpool are getting top four if they win all of their remaining Premier League games. They're yeah. four. They're four points behind Chelsea. Got a game in hand on Chelsea as well. So let me look yeah. at what who they play here in the next couple. But of... it's it's actually because Chelsea and Leicester play each other in a Premier League match, which means one they of do. them is going to drop points. Yeah, so Liverpool, yeah, it's in Liverpool's hands to actually get back into the top four, which would it, be so massive for them because I mean, <laughs> they're gonna need. Uh, maybe not. Maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe you're right. And they've got Liverpool's got easy, got easy to finish the season. They've got uh, West Brom, Burnley, and Crystal Palace. I mean, I wouldn't write any of them them off especially considering what Liverpool's back line looks like right now I know they, they fielded two teenagers from their U23 squad against United which it makes the United loss even more funny to me but I just I find I the Salah the goal squad. funny I don't know if you guys saw Mohamed Salah's goal in the last minute uh, he's running oh from he's running from from the right like he always is he's like I think he's expecting uh Dean Henderson the United keeper to to uh, shift over to the far because Salah's goal is always that left foot inside to the you know to the far post, and Henderson just completely leaves that side open. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like, even move. He doesn't even move. Yeah, he's just he left like this entire area where the the ideal Salah shot can take place. He left it completely open, and of course Salah slots it right into the same area where everyone would expect Salah to score. And I just like what this is. This is hilarious. Yeah. You know what really else good. is hilarious? Arsenal's in ninth, and Tottenham's in seventh. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I mean, I have uh, I have a good friend who's an Arsenal fan. And the guy just suffers and suffers and suffers. 
constantly. I've been suffering ever since I, I met him as an Arsenal fan. And, you know, I think it's, uh, it's, uh, it's sad to see people suffer. But at the same time, you know, it's Arsenal. It's funny. <laughs> West Ham should finish above both of those teams this year. West Ham has an easy last three games as well. Yeah, I think West Ham has a sixth. I think they bottled their, their top four, though, haven't they? Probably bottled top four unless a lot of other pieces fall into place. It's not completely over, but they have lost three of their last five, which kind of messed up their top four chances. But, of course, we've got Europa League spots. Yeah, and I think the top four is the only thing look left to look forward to in the Premier League this season because, obviously, we've won it. Relegation's already set. I think it's Fulham going down with West Brom and, and Sheffield. <laughs> three teams that were just so, so bad this season. Correct. All three to go down. Good. Yeah, they, they deserve to go down. It's pretty obvious they were going down for a while. So this top four race is the only thing that really has any juice left in the Premier League. I would find it funny if Chelsea making the Champions League final and then being left out of the top four. <laughs> you know, that, that, that would be also pretty hilarious. Yeah, uh, their uh, their last couple of games are just Leicester and Aston Villa. Leicester and Aston Villa. Yeah, they they could. It would be funny they, if if Chelsea beat Leicester, beat Aston Villa, get you know secure their top four place. Liverpool win their games, and then Leicester is the one left out after having been top four so long this season. I mean, I would rather see Leicester in the Champions League than Chelsea. So. Absolutely, absolutely. I think we all would. <laughs> I, I think so I mean, it's funny because Leicester last year they, they were kind of in the similar position that they absolutely bottled it in that last I don't know if you guys remember that last game against United where United won 2-0 it was it was last July because of the whole pandemic thing but uh, that was like the top four showdown and Leicester absolutely bottled it and United got into the top four and they got into the Champions League because of that <laughs> Also, one thing I need to point out while looking at these tables, Man City were the first team to win both the Premier League, Premier League 2, and U18 Premier League in the same season. So the youth is bright as well. More broken records. That's what we keep doing. I mean, we're starting to run out of records. We win a U18 Champions League before. City winning a Champions League before Arsenal and Tottenham. Give me that. Give me that. They, they're, those two clubs could never say anything about City again. I mean, Tottenham shouldn't be saying anything about City to begin. Uh, yeah, exactly. The fact that Tottenham, the fact that Tottenham fans still try to compare themselves to City, <laughs> uh, I, I hope we shut that door. Um, yeah, they don't even have a real manager now, so they. Really <laughs> yeah, I hope we shut that door on them. You know, no, uh, no, no, no more Tottenham fans comparing themselves to us. Like we're 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 gonna surpass their, probably already surpassed their their club's legacy, but we could cement that soon. Just gotta win in two weeks. Yeah, most important game of, well, almost most important game of the club's history. When at least one of the top two, top three, and most important game of Guardiola's City career. Gotta win this one. Got to win this one. All right. Was there was there anything else you guys wanted to discuss? I don't think I have anything. 
I think that's it. Well, uh, Adrian, I'll, yes, I'll let you tackle the sign off. <laughs> I'll let you tackle the sign yeah, off. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and do that. Um, this was my last uh, podcast episode as an ambassador. Um, I just wanted to, first of all, I want to thank you guys for being in on this with me uh, since I think we started around November time, uh, still early in the season. Um, I just want to say it's, it's been so much fun. Uh, it's been so much fun being an ambassador for Man City because it was something that I I never knew even could exist, especially a college ambassador because it came at the right time and, and I was in college. Uh, so I jumped at the opportunity um, and really have had so much fun uh, from from doing watch parties and, and on-campus giveaways, events, from meeting so many people. Uh, whether they're here at, at UCF in Orlando or whether, you know, being, being inter, uh, interactive with, um, with other city fans on the internet and meeting you guys who are fellow ambassadors as well. Um, I just wanted to you know, say thank you to all the, uh, anybody who's, who's uh, followed the UCF Citizens account or follow any of the city ambassadors um, pages on social media and that uh, we're, we're hoping to grow bigger and keep going strong and uh, and looking to just have more fun and connect with soccer fans and football fans of, of, uh, of all different teams. Uh, anybody interested in the sport, we're always looking to just connect with, with everybody who can come together through this because it's, it's very powerful and it's had a large impact in my life. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and sign off as a, uh, as a member of this podcast and thank everyone who's been listening, who's been supporting the page and the pages for uh, probably the last 18 months when I've been uh, an ambassador and uh, wish you all the best in the future. And maybe I'll get to see you again. Hopefully I get to see you again on, on a podcast as a guest, a podcast episode. Um, but once again, to uh, wish you all the best in the future and thank you for listening. Thanks, Adrian. Yeah, Adrian, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on here and great idea to start this. And as as we've said before, you're always welcome to come back and uh, join us as a guest on here whenever we are running another episode, because we'd love to have you come back and continue talking city with us. And of course, uh, best to you after graduation and uh, as you move on and start your career. So congratulations on all of that good stuff. For sure. Thank you, guys. Of course. And saying with that, that is the end of our, our episode for this week. We want to thank you for listening to the College Citizens Podcast, and we will catch you again. Come on, Sid A.